Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Dr. Karen Hardy, who specializes in risk management education and consultancy with a focus mainly on businesses and organizations that want to succeed within this volatile business environment. Oh, beautiful. Dr. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Ah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. So can you expand a bit more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Well, at this particular time, I am really, it's interesting you asked me that question is I'm at a crossroads in my business. Actually, I'm at the point where I've um, established that I have a product that's needed in my market and niche. But in order to grow, I need to let go of some things. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a bit terrified, but excited at the same time, because from previous successful careers, I know what it takes to succeed. And um, the question then becomes, do I have the energy um, and all those other things that come with driving success in a business for part chapter two of my life? Mm. Uh, so that's why I am right now. And um, I serve, as you said before in the intro, businesses organizations who are um, seeking to be competitive and successful in their sectors as well, but may not understand the importance of critical and effective risk management to help them get there. Mm. Love that. Oh my gosh, you you started so strong here. We can talk about so many different things. Let's let's just start with how you help your clients. So in this, this world of risk management, how to help people to um to focus on on the right things that may often be left can you just talk me through the kind of the things that you see time and time again that your clients either miss or um have to sort of work through uh, when they first come to you well a lot of uh, my clients and companies i work with don't realize that they even need risk management um most of them have the traditional um idea of what risk management is like I need insurance for my car because I may be in a car accident. Mm. And because I can't replace the car with my own money, I have insurance to share that risk, right? So that's the only introduction and concept we have about risk management. But in actuality, it has evolved over the years. It's more strategic, Mm -hmm. whereby it's not about insurance and insuring things. It's about strategically looking at risk and opportunity to help your organization be one of the best to propel in this industry to be successful and achieve the 
goals and objectives they have set out for themselves. For what yeah. I do, I actually help them build risk awareness and intelligence so by mm. so that they can understand what it is and understand how to apply it in their day-to-day operations. Love that. Risk intelligence and awareness and how to apply it. One other thing you said there, the risk and opportunity. Oh my gosh, within the world of personal development and mindset and the identities that we all have, risk and opportunities, those are two very ends of the of the same scale. It's so easy for us to... Huh, there's the nuance. It's so easy for us as humans to look at the risk rather than the opportunity. However, in your world, it sounds like people aren't focusing on, on the risk and therefore there's, there's some negative stuff that comes with that. I think that's an interesting angle. It's a very interesting angle because, I mean, we wake up in the morning when we step out the bed, you know, our mind is on what can we achieve today? What type of opportunity is there available for me? We don't stop out, you know, step out the bed and say, oh, God, what risk am I going to deal with? <laughs> you know, as humans, we are very positive people and we think about opportunity, which is great. But part of that opportunity automatically comes with risk. And what I'm saying is that we are very good at identifying and pursuing opportunities but we need to do some work in terms of recognizing the risk associated with that. Not only naming risk, but quantifying and qualifying risk and understanding what the impact could be on a short and long-term basis. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to flip that around because with all the entrepreneurs, CEOs that, that we interview and the clients we work with, risk is the one thing that's front and center. I can't do this because people will judge me. I can't do this because of this fear. I can't do that because there'll be more... If I scale my business, it's going to be harder. That risk is front and center. The opportunity side, yes, it's good. But what about this risk? So there, there is a very much a, it depends maybe what, what mode we're in. Depends what we're, we're thinking about. We can so easily as humans focus on the risk and the opportunity is often as entrepreneurs crumbs. That is often well, missed. Yeah, yeah. Well, bottom line is that risk is nothing more than the fear of the unknown. And what I help uh, business owners and leaders understand is that you can know risk. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be unknown. Uh, so we just nip that in a bud up front. You feel a little bit more, you know, much better and confident about mm -hmm. the opportunity. Risk has to, be, has to be put into perspective. It's normal. All right. And it doesn't have to be a mystery. Mm. Find what the risk means to them, okay? Help them quantify it. Help them think about if it should happen because there's no, uh, this not, we're not saying that it may even may happen at all. Yeah. But if it should happen, what would be the impact? It's easier and much more effective to do that identification and have that conversation up front and it mm. alleviates a lot of fear. So yeah. the whole idea is to eliminate the fear around the thought of risk and yeah. help people understand that it doesn't have to be an unknown. You can know <laughs> and you could prepare for it. That beautiful drop mic moment. That, that's what it's all about. Define, qualify it, quantify it, and then acknowledge it. All these fears yeah. that we shove aside and I don't want to look at that and then, oh my gosh, we avoid oh, the worst thing we can do but to acknowledge it and say, yeah, this fear can happen. Yes, this worst case scenario could happen. Let's make it real. It's not that big and yeah. scary. 
Now what right. can we do about it? I love the way you put that. Perfect. Exactly. It makes people move forward, movement forward instead of mm. become stagnant. Yeah. So with, with that, what do you find that once your clients get that, that awareness, they get that acknowledgement of their real scenario, what, what happens? How, what, what then does that do to that themselves and their business? Well, first of all, they do exactly what you just did. You had your hands up. They say, wow, I didn't know. I didn't know it. It could be so good. This is fascinating. Uh, and then they become a little bit more comfortable with it. It just unravels that that mystery around it. So that what they do next is realize that, hey, I feel a little bit more confident than I did before because I know what to expect. It doesn't have to be any uh, surprises, okay? Um, mm. When you can identify those things, scenarios up front, you know how to handle things better, <laughs> okay? You know what uh, resources and what type of capacity you need to have in place yeah. If those, if you face that situation, so it doesn't impede your progress at all. It actually empowers you, and even in some instances, you know, the market organizations they award or reward organizations that do risk management, and it's okay. It's actually a good thing. Yeah. It makes you it makes you a more of an empowered organization because mm. people want to do business with people who understand what their risk profile is, rather than those who have no idea and are afraid to tackle risk. It's, that's not yeah. realistic. It's not a weakness to understand what your risks are. It's a strength. Yes. One word you said in there, confidence. It gives them the confidence to, okay, now I know this. We can go and do these things. You can focus here. We know we have the uh, the, the support, the the, the the all these backups. We have whatever it might be for them. I mean, back in my my previous life when I was working with strategies and and and, and mm -hmm. high end businesses with Microsoft, working on the disaster recovery. Mm -hmm. that disaster recovery is it's just good to know in that disaster how can you recover the business, the area, the assets, all these things. It's not. And this, I think, is this ties back into mindset and business. Mm -hmm. These are things that I think can be misinterpreted with, you shouldn't focus on the bad. You're going to manifest that. You're going to bring it in. It's like, no, <laughs> don't dwell on it. But you need, you can acknowledge it. You're yeah. not going to ma manifest it just by thinking about the worst case scenario. If you stay there and it controls your actions, well, absolutely. But yeah. it's okay to acknowledge, okay, that could happen. Is it likely? No. What can I put in place? Okay, and then we start to logically work through it. So I think there's a nuance there that's that can be that can be mistranslated. Oh yeah. Well, the mistranslation happens because there's a lack of training and understanding. And that's what I do. That's why I mean by they don't have that engagement in mm. putting it in context. They just is but it's just hearsay. <laughs> okay. And these are the type of leadership behaviors that need to be changed within mm. organizations. And once they get this. Um, it's just like a domino effect on everything else. They can see strategy better. Oh, I think you think, oh, okay, now we can have resources for this and that. It's not a big, scary bear out there in the streets. All right. Understand that with opportunity comes risk and risk is not always bad. It could be great. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you could be new in your industry and all of a sudden you're on ABC News here in, in you know, the United States and people see your product and then you get these thousands of orders, all right? 
But if you're not ready for those orders, that's bad risk. Okay. But on the other hand, another organization could be ready for those orders. That's good risk. So there's mm. an upside to it. But training and education is really needed by a lot of leaders. Yeah, love that. Let's let's take this into, into sort of your world. So, sure. um, oh my gosh, what what was it about this 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 place, this industry, this concept? You were like, yeah, this is this is the business that I want. This is where I want to be spending this this part of my my professional life. What what was that moment like as you as you entered this business? I fell into it. It was never my plan to be in this business. <laughs> um, what I found was that I had the right skill set that was extremely uh, perfect fit for this particular industry because this industry requires not only technical expertise, but a lot of, um, uh, as I call it, power skills or soft skills mm. or emotional intelligence skills, yeah. which I have to be good at. So I have a little bit of both. Most people don't, but I have technical and plus the soft side and marrying those two things uh, really uh, helped me to uh, use both sides of my brain to be quite honest with you. So yeah. I can go on, I can alternate on, on other sides. And I like it because not only do I help folks uh, just simplify the idea of this technical term and, and practice, but I come up with creative solutions for actually addressing those things. So it just seemed to, to work for me. Nice. So you kind of fell into it and realized it's, it's actually bloody perfect. It's exactly what you want and what you love and how you love to work. And really, we, yeah. Oh yeah, because I, I understand how important it is. The reason why I do it is because I've seen by working with huge organizations, the difference it can make internally within an organization um, yeah. and then externally for an organization. So, but it's often overlooked because it's often misunderstood. Yeah. But let, let's bring us back into you know, internally within your organization. So what was it like mm -hmm. as you, as you, you, you fell into this and you had your own business and now you're, you're, you're the, the solopreneur working through this. What, what, what were the challenges that you kind of felt and saw along the way that was like, Oh, I I wasn't ready for this, so I didn't know this was part of it. What was that like? <laughs> well, it's interesting because my problem was I was always saying yes to everything. <laughs> you know, because you're starting out, you want business, right? So you yeah. accept business. But now I'm in a different place where I just don't say mm -hmm. yes to everything. But at starting out, I did say yes to everything. And I ended up almost burning myself out yeah. um, because I was working off of my old behaviors my, you know, nine to five employee behaviors, and I needed to pick and choose, um, you know, what's the best, you know, um, type of work to take in uh, for the business. So I had to think a, a lot more strategically than I had before. So, hey, what those old behaviors, can you remember what they were? Were they, were they fueled by maybe some fear or some scarcity or just passion to help? What, what were those behaviors? Well, the passion to help definitely. Um, that can get out of hand sometimes because yeah. uh, right I think place. someone, <laughs> yeah, I think someone said if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. Um, as a nine to five, you don't have to worry about that, right? Unless uh, someone else worry about that. But as a business owner, you do have to think about if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. So the 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 challenge um, and the joy is actually aligning. 
opportunity with what brings in the best revenue for your organization. Mm. You have to be very specific about, about that. Yeah. Because with this, with this opportunity and come back to risk as well, it's yeah. How to make some money, but also you, know, you have to do the, do all the accounting you're doing all the marketing, doing all the sales, doing all the fulfillment, the thing that you want to be doing. There's like so many different ways. And again, with those old behaviors, the old patterns, the old stories, the beliefs, all these things, it can be tough to navigate this because it's coming from what you think is right. The things that have worked in the past. Yeah. And so it's, it's these transferable skills that sometimes you realize, hold on, this isn't actually helping me in this moment. Exactly. You know, those transferable skills are great, but you have to be open to discovering new things and new skills for yourself. Yeah. And I think that's what the, the big change was for me. This, I mean, you have to be vulnerable to be a leader, to be a business. You have to be vulnerable. You can't have the superhero complex. You have to be collaborative. You have to um, entrust others with systems and processes um, so it's really just a fascinating transition and transformation of yourself as a leader. Mm. You, you're becoming someone else uh, in your walk. And it may be something entirely new identity you've never seen before, but you have to be open to it. Yeah. The identity part of being growing as an entrepreneur is oh, front and center, everything that, that we do and we teach and, and help other people to realize it's, oh, it's tough. But it's beautiful and there's so much wrapped up in that. And right now, oh my gosh, you're you open by telling us everyone, hey, I'm at a crossroads. Oh my gosh, I'm at this pivot point in my business yeah. and it's terrifying and there's all this self-talk going on. So what's it like for you as you reach this point that now you're, yeah, I'm at this crossroads. What What is that like for you right now? Well, at first I didn't expect it. I thought I had achieved all these things. You know, you go through a long career, you automatically assume that, well, I've, met, I've been at the pinnacle of my success. I've achieved all this self-awareness. But when you step out in a different venue, you realize there's a whole different set of self-awareness you have to discover. And you're just that used to that. I mean, it looks glamorous and all those other things. But the reality is entrepreneurship is less about business and really about self-awareness and self-leadership um, more than anything else. Um, and the whole suite of skills that come with being a leader, not mm. so much the business part. It's the, it's the person part that really makes the difference. Yeah. I mean, I, I joke all the time that, I mean, we talk about, you know, B2B, B2C, you know what? It's, it's P2P, it's person to person. It really and truly <laughs> yeah. is. There's so much within that. So with these, with these skills, what are the skills that you're, maybe you, you can acknowledge because you're very open it's like what, what what do you find that maybe you're lacking right now and what are you what are you actively sort of seeking um i think again i think the the biggest thing i'm lacking well, i don't know the word is lacking i think what i'm looking for is the the tentacle that i can connect to <laughs> um to make my business stronger and that's about identifying, mm. uh, you know, partners uh, to do this, right? Bringing in other people and collaborators, uh, yeah. connecting with people with different skill sets that I don't have, mm. and still being open to learn from other people. Um, not being a one that feels like I have all the answers, 
all of those things. So for me, it's about um, trying to find a way to identify those those key people that can that that uh, I can collaborate with, yeah. um, and I bring something to the table for them for them and their business, and and vice versa. So you're looking for that sort of strength, that sort of collaboration and partnership to be like, you know, this is what you can do on your own, but oh my gosh, this is what you can do once you bring in other people. Once you have that 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 yeah. connection, now the impact is just multiplied. Oh yeah, it, it definitely uh, you know releases a burden off of me. I don't feel like I have to be everything, um, but I can actually tap into the the reservoir of talent of other people. And I think really that's really the matrix, the new matrix organization. Um, you don't have to know everything. Uh, and that's also the thing I love about the best, the thing I love best about the business uh, enterprise is that you're forced to meet other people. You're mm. forced to reach out and engage and uh, discover other talent that's out here. Yeah. Uh, and it forces you to learn to communicate. It forces you to learn to establish relationships of trust in respect, all of those things. Um, you don't live in a bubble as an entrepreneur. You should not live in a bubble <laughs> as an entrepreneur. That's yeah. that's not it. The, the role of entrepreneur is of course to take on the risk and the opportunity of the ideas, right? To be the source of that energy and creativity, but for execution is different. You need a team of people to help you execute. Yes, execution is the hardest part. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe. Depends what foundations you set before that. But you said the word forced so many times. You're forced. Yes, as an entrepreneur, you're forced to do this. As an entrepreneur, as you grow and scale, and maybe this is the place where you are now, you're you're forced to look, look kind of within. And say, like, oh my gosh, you can't help but be on a, a personal development journey. As you scale your identity, as you get to that next level, that new transition, you're forced to understand where, where am I holding myself back? Where, where is the problem with me? Where, where do I get to improve next? Who do I get to become in this next iteration? That is, so all these things we're forced to do. Some people take to it and love it. Other people are like, ah, that's kind of scary and it's easier to avoid so as you as you scale as as you're going through this crossroads and you've very openly said yeah it's, it's terrifying oh my gosh what what is it that's that's terrifying for you in this moment well first of all i know that i'll get through it and the reason why i kept seeing keep saying that is because i've leveraged a career even when you mm. work for someone else you go through the same phases in a sense mm. leader, supervisor, peoples and teams and projects and all of that stuff, right? So the next thing for me is, is really to, to, to tap into that uh, network that's out there mm. um, and to, you know, understand that it's okay to, to let go of some, of some things. Um, I know I talked to you earlier about, you know, one of the joys of this is being able to transform other people's lives yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, being a witness to that is incredible. And that's the outcome that I enjoy most. Right. But if I want to reach more people, 
I'm going to have to change some things because I want to reach more people with that outcome. Yeah. So I need to look internally at the systems that I have, so forth and so on. Yeah. Uh, to make that happen. Beautifully put. And to, to see the opportunities around you and see the, the support, the, the knowledge, the help, the all the opportunities, they come in different shapes and sizes. It's kind of, it's kind of beautiful. And yeah, if you want to get to that next step, you as you said, you're going to change some things. Absolutely. We do. Cause what we got, what, what we have, who we are, what we use to get us to one level, chances are that's not going to help us get to that next one. So right. I think one of the first questions we, we were chatting away offline, what do you want? What do you want? And how do you overcome the barriers in your way? Oh my gosh. It's super simple, but there's a lot wrapped up in that. Yeah, it's a lot of wrapped up in it. I think you have to enjoy the journey of all of this too. Um, it's not um, a journey of, you know, a fear. It's a joint journey of um, revelation, yeah. right? Um, and, and I love that part about it um, and learning um, and, and things like that. You know, when once you see success one time, you want to create even more value for your perfect ideal customer in mm -hmm. order to deliver that value you have to grow um it's it's like it's a trade-off <laughs> well look dr karen thank you thank you so much for for sharing your journey how you help people throwing concepts around and we're having some fun riffing with it it's been so much fun breaking this down thank you so much for for playing along no thank you for having me i really enjoyed it Oh, thank you. And hey, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? The main website is setyourstrategy.com. If you click on that website, it'll just lead you to all the places. Awesome. Well, everyone, go go check that out if you're curious and uh, or want to see the, the opportunities of looking at risk and being having that confidence. Lovely. Dr. Karen, thank you so much. This has been a joy. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.